0: Well, do not do an 81 photo photo merge while you're running Skype, or else your computer just <laughs> turns off. <laughs> just turned off. I just decided it was done.
1: <laughs> it said no. Panoramic?
0: Yeah. It was going to be great. I'm sure it was. But it just did not... Nope.
1: Want to do that? It said no. (laughs) Welcome, everybody, to episode nine of the Correspondence Podcast. John, how you doing? I'm doing amazing, man. How are you? Swell. How are things
0: in Phoenix, Arizona? Sunny. Very sunny and uh, extremely sunny. It is uh, is warm here. It was in the 80s today. It's going to be in the 90s next week. Uh, But I escaped yesterday to Flagstaff, where it got all the way down to 18 degrees, and it got down to below zero at the top of the mountain, and it felt like a winter wonderland, and it was great. Wow. Yeah. How about Vegas?
1: It's still dreary up here right now. So, you know, it's like in the 60s, still cool, wearing a jacket, you know, it's fine. But John and I both grew up on the beach, so 18 degrees doesn't sound good. It's fun in snow gear.
0: It's, uh, it's also fun to drive away from it. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. So I, I, this weekend is a very common one for me to be in Vegas. I'm usually there for March Madness. Oh, that's right. And I, I love it because there's... Um, sports. Sports ball. Yeah. Uh, I know you don't care about that, so I'm not going to talk about that. Um, points. Outside of the... I think they changed the name. It used to be the Monte Carlo. Now it's whatever. The MGM signature. Some you know new name. There's this like, uh, I don't know, this little space they built by the T-Mobile Arena. It's called the park. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. that, that thing. I don't know. There's a decent beer garden there. But what I like about that place is if you get up in the morning and you're with a whole bunch of drunken idiots and they're not capable of waking up at a reasonable time and you're a grown adult that wakes up at 630 in the morning. Sure. You go downstairs, you get a coffee and you go out there and sit and it's like 65 degrees out. And it's really quiet and it is, I mean, it is like three hours a piece, which in Vegas is just not, it's not a thing. And I love it. And I like, I so like it that I want to stay there. Sure. It's its a long walk from the hotel I stay at, but I like it. Yeah. Cause you normally stay at the Cosmo, right? So that'd be pretty far for you. Cosmo and Aria. Yeah. Those are my two favorites, but we stayed at that terrible former Monte Carlo thing.
1: Oh uh, yeah. It wasn't great. <laughs> I'm sure it's good now. It was being remodeled. Sure. They did a lot down there. It's really nice, especially with T-Mobile and all that kind of stuff. So, Yeah, it's a cool area. So I have a funny story to enhance the sports ball conversation right now. My daughter, who is six, um, is in lots of things actually right now. She's in musical theater and dance. She just joined a run club, or also known as track, and she's in on a soccer team. And she had her second practice, their, their first scrimmage. She's on a team of all boys. Just her as a girl, which is awesome. And she scored the only goal of the scrimmage. Wow. Yeah. Right right place, right time kind of thing. I wasn't there, but my wife was. So I was just getting home from work. I'm, I get home like five minutes before them. I can see my daughter pull up in the driveway. The pilot, she hops out of the car and she's like beaming with excitement. I open the door. She's like, dad. I scored a touchdown. (laughs) And you're like, you are my daughter. (laughs) And I'm like, in that moment, I'm like, it is sad how much our family is not a sports family. So, but I was really proud of her. That's awesome. I like that she's doing that. That's really cool. And my wife quickly informed me, she goes, as awesome as it was scoring the first goal, she was definitely the last in on sprints because she found a dandelion. She was blowing the (laughs) dandelion. I'm like... You know,
0: if you don't stop and smell the flowers every once in a while,
1: that's it, literally. So, how is so we're on we're what two episodes away or one episode back? No, last episode we covered your uh, very controversial new purchase. So, how's that going,
0: man? I am really happy. I uh, all right,
1: tell, tell me about it.
0: Yeah, there's a couple things that are interesting. So, obviously, I am fully breaking all of the goals of having thin and light. I've okay. <laughs> I've added a battery grip, which makes it really big. You know, I've got a, a couple different lenses that are different sizes, um, and I've been shooting a ton of video. So what's really cool about it is I like the camera in general. I sent you a few photos. We went to San Diego, and I, I sent you some of Ocean Beach, which I, I beautiful. I was really proud of. Uh, and I'm not often very proud of my photography. So, um, but what's cool about that is on the trip out because I was doing the 30 day challenge, uh, which is I guess I can share. You know. I'm 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 doing an extension of the podcast with this which you know we'll get to okay uh but I recorded probably 25 videos on the trip out it was a one-day trip for context uh and then yesterday up in Flagstaff I think I recorded like 30 32 videos um so I'm learning a lot about that I'm really bad at it okay which I kind of enjoy because it um not not that I'm good at photography but at least I feel like I know what I'm doing sure and with video because I don't know what I'm doing there's this beautiful kind of I don't know it's it's cool to be in a beginner mindset again yeah um but the camera itself I uh I'm living up to what I told you which is I have not gone to work or to gymnastics or to anything without it it, it is with
1: me 100% of the time that I am doing something that's awesome and size isn't mattering at this point to you like everything's going great like you're you're just rolling with it yeah i mean
0: it's a little bit smaller than the a7 II was in some ways it's a little bigger than others like the grip is bigger um physically it it feels like it weighs a little less um okay but yeah the, the size is no big i i i think you know taking it daily with the 35 is more interesting than taking that big 50 with me yeah i love that 50 it's probably the best lens i've ever shot anything on But the 35 makes it really portable. And yeah, it doesn't fit in the same bags that the Leica did. But honestly, it's good enough that it's, you know, fits in the big peak design backpack just fine.
1: Is it accomplishing the goal that you're, you know, or at least trying to head in the right direction of capturing those impromptu moments in life that, you know, you're only getting still photos of before?
0: Yeah. I mean, the videos are terrible. So I'm capturing them, which is great. And I don't know how to edit anything. And, okay. um, other, I mean, but yeah, I'm definitely recording them. So I feel like at least there's now this shot that I'm going to get something really good. Yeah. Uh, what I am discovering and it's, I mean, you already know this, so I'll sound like an idiot, but, um, I just have never been a fan of zoom lenses. Like I've, I've always been a guy that loves primes yep. because I love portraiture. So it's, sure. you know, nothing better than a. 50 or an 85 taking a great portrait absolutely but when you're trying to shoot photos of your kids if you don't have that 70 to 200 i don't know why you take your yeah. camera because you can't see anything and you're no. so far away that i right. i am so envious of those folks that have those lenses the your
1: breakdown in ages again izzy's held uh 11 4, and uh, going on to. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're not standing still long enough for a portrait. No, no. And so I have a few good portraits, but they're even those
0: like they weren't ready for it. You know, it's just a good moment, but I can really appreciate a zoom and I can also, and I've never appreciated this. I can really appreciate why wide angle shots are great Mm -hmm. because now that I want to stand up and take some landscapes, it's, yeah, I am anxious to put my hands on a 15 or you know, something 24, even like something wide enough to do that.
1: Sure. So just getting into like some of the editing stuff, like what's been the biggest surprises as well as uh like obstacles for you.
0: Ooh. So I, I mean, you criticized me uh, by complimenting me on the fact that I just went for log right away. Um <laughs> <laughs> I, for some reason thought it was going to be easy. Sure. That is not easy. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's all the same things you do in a photo, right? So you're messing with all the same exposure and shadows and highlights. Right. Except then the next shot was 30 minutes later. Mm-hmm. And so you're color grading at a completely different, I, I you can't copy and paste. <laughs> like it nope. is yeah. brutal. And I kind of, I mean, I regret it in some ways because maybe a smarter man would have just shot on auto for a few months.
1: Sure, um, <laughs> but it's also kind of great. Yeah. I would liken that to like a factory worker and literally his entire job for that one day is to pull one lever, right? That's the equivalent of like that same person coming in and be like, okay, cool. Everybody else's job is to pull this one lever. And I know you're new, but I'm going to give you 15 instead. Here it is. Good luck. And you know, log is just so temperamental, you know? Yeah. I, I feel like so
0: when I got the A7 II, I remember talking to you about it because it was my first real mirrorless camera, right? I'd had the nex three, the Sony nex three, which which yep. was mirrorless interchangeable, but it wasn't. I mean, it's a pretty consumer camera. Yeah, and uh, and you, I remember you saying just just do just shoot, shoot an aperture priority, like yep. l- leave your auto ISO on, it's fine. <laughs> leave auto white balance on unless you're doing video, it's fine, and just learn aperture priority and. And that's fine. And even if you never get out of it, you'll be light years ahead of everyone else. Yeah. And whatever the video equivalent of that is, I don't know. So sure. uh, I feel like I just went to full manual.
1: <clears yeah.
0: <clears <throat> and it is
1: brutal. And the files are so
0: damn big.
1: <laughs> and yeah. Your sh- yours are 4K or not 4K? 4K. k
0: Yeah, it's 4K 24. And Canon's codec, this is part of why I bought the camera. So you're Sony, you're you're like 100 megabits uh, a second, right? Yep. Yeah, mine's 300. So beyond the part where it's 4K, even on a smaller sensor, it's gigantic.
1: It's motion JPEG, that's what it is. No, it's not.
0: It's not motion JPEG. It's not, that's the uh, uh, 5D Mark
1: IV. 5D Mark IV. Yeah,
0: no, that is crappy. I mean, it's really pretty, but it's so unusable no this is straight uh c log this is the same oh, as a cool. c200 or
1: c300 xvac or what is it
0: it is h264 cool yeah you're good it's a giant file yeah um it well yeah so part of i i you never watched it because you're not uh acknowledging this part where i bought a camera um <laughs> but there's this uh i actually think the video you'd like the most so there's a guy uh I can't believe I'm about to tell you about YouTubers. This is hysterical, but uh, there's a guy named Potato Jet that I really like. Sure. And there's another guy named Armando that yes. is a Sony. Okay, you know him, right? I know both. Oh, okay, great. Have you ever watched the video of Potato Jet telling him why he needs to buy an USR? No. And then why he bought one and uses it as his main camera now? So did Armando tell Potato or Potato tell Armando? So Potato tells Armando why, why you need an USR armando okay. who has a literal he's like you he has a sony alpha like sign in the background was like go to hell i'm not doing that <laughs> they go out shooting with it he explains the video codec he explains the I, I i will totally screw this up but obviously it's 8-bit and you can shoot 10-bit with the ninja but it's also uh what is yours yours is four 4- it's two two raw yeah whatever it is it's a i don't know it's a better codec i don't yes. I understand video um and and then he goes and shoots with it and Armando ends up buying one. And now yeah. his entire YouTube channel is shot on it. Yeah. And if you notice in the back of his workspace, it's there and didn't changed the Canon. It, well, no. So he's still a Sony guy, but his, okay. his logic to shooting on the Canon for the YouTube channel is that it's the exact same codec as the C200. Yeah. So he can, it, there's just nothing to do between moving files. Okay. So it's the same reason Maddie uses one is because all the B roll matches. And same reason Peter yes. McKinney uses one. Right. So that is my that was like my motivating video was that video for my C200. I need it to match.
1: Yeah, like Maddie just – oh, because you're getting a C200 next. Is that what you're saying? I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you like, got there. Um, it took like you so long. <laughs> um, Maddie just posted a video about, you know, it's like a mini yeah, like C200, right? like Which I think is great. Yeah. So, um. That's cool. No, dude, I'm seriously happy for you, and I'm glad you're you're foraying into video. And have you got like a Joby or anything to put it on just to set it down and like record you and your daughter? Any got it? Okay, cool. So I I have a uh, Joby with the uh, not not only that I this is gonna be your proud moment. Are you ready?
0: All right. Okay. So I bought the Joby 3K. I bought the smaller okay. one. Yeah. Um, I put it on the first time, and you know, used it a few times to vlog. Yeah, I've got a lot of log files saved that if you want to ever edit into something, you let me know. Okay. And I went to take the camera off and I almost lost my brand new camera because Ooh. the quick release on the 3K is atrocious. I don't know what you call that mechanism, but I yeah. I am out. <clears throat> so I went down like a five hour rabbit hole on what is the right tripod mount. <laughs> what is the right sure. ball head that you should use between Manfrotto and the Arcos and like why yeah. you would use one or the other. Right. And I changed the ball head on my Joby okay. and I've committed to a mount, and I'm using it for everything. So my, my me tripod, uh, the Joby, uh, ever, everything is all matching this. And my peak design capture are all the Arcus, same or all the Ar- Arcus Swiss. Yeah. They're all Arca Swiss. It's
1: the best, man. Isn't that crazy? I learned about mounts. I know that's impressive. Um, yeah, dude. Like, I when I bought my little Sony, not it's not Sony, it's a little uh, Manfrotto to go to Africa. That's that's the time when I got into mounts, and I'm like, what is the deal? Because I was going back and forth, and yeah, Arca Swiss is the best, man. Yeah, my only complaint, if I can
0: give one, is that it is a universal mount but they're not the same size there are different sizes i believe Yes. right so like the peak design capture is an arca swiss and i can put that on my tripod but because it's smaller it's Mm -hmm. like screwing in pretty tight oh correct where the one that came with the
1: tripod is much bigger and it doesn't feel like it's going to fall off or anything but it does make me a little bit nervous right i agree yeah eventually i want to just get the um whatever the switch pod that just came out that everybody's talking about it's still on kickstarter like that's I totally kicked yeah, it. You did? I can't wait. Okay. Yeah. Have you have you seen it? It's amazing. I've seen tons of stuff on it. I haven't donated my money yet, but no, like that that to me is where your moments captured will go. Like you just set it up at night playing a board game and you might you know record an hour and you might use 10 seconds of it, but like you got it, you know. Yeah. I um when my wife was gone last week, I just set up a video of me doing emma's hair and in that you know two minute time frame of me trying to do her hair all these Emotions came out right and like just screenshots from those that one two minute, you know Moment that we had and that's it, you know It's just impromptu moments where you can try to capture it on a film. You can't You know make photos that have that lasting of a memory. It's only done in video. Yeah
0: I mean, so. I, the couple things I need, I need like a week where you're living at my house where you're like, Hey, your camera should be out right now. Sure. Um, just to form the habit. Yeah. And to point out how to do it. And then I need to figure out like, yeah, great. So you did all that. I, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to manage
1: these giant files. I don't have the right solutions. I mean, you're, you're in a pain point right now because your entire workflow and setup has been photography at this point. Like, and it's been fine. It's great. It's so good. And now you're introduced to large file sizes and a processor speed that actually matters and, you know, all the things. So I am. Yeah, I am hurting. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So I guess I'll, I'll elaborate on
0: the thing I was saying earlier. So here here's my kind of mission. So you broke me with Matt Diavilla. Like I, yeah. I love hate him. Sure. I kind of think he's a giant idiot <laughs> that I wish was my best friend, if that makes any sense. He has these moments where he's such a tool bag about. Oh, yeah. But I. So pretentious. Totally love it. Like, it's (laughs) so great. And like, I'm not going to become a minimalist tomorrow and throw away all my stuff. But honestly, if you want to just tell me to wear a black T-shirt every day and move on, I'm not that against it. Like, (laughs) it kind of seems great. Yeah. It's one less decision to make, right? I might want to keep, like, shoes. (laughs) But the same pair of jeans and the same black T-shirt—if that's—I could do it, and it doesn't right. sound bad in any way, shape, or form. Actually, his his packing videos just make my heart happy. Um, yeah. So I really like his style. I think he's a great filmmaker. Um, mm-hmm. I really love the way he records the 30-day challenges, and obviously, uh, because we're doing these 30-day challenges, I thought, okay, I don't—I'm not going to clone Matt Diavella by any chance, but I would love to try to take what we're doing on the podcast with the 30 day challenge and record video of it every day or okay. in there. And then at the end of each 30 days, just put that to YouTube, even if it's crappy. And, and the reason not so much being like, make a great film, that's eight years from now, I know, but mm-hmm. I feel like if you're at home and you're listening to me going through the, uh, you know, the, the close of the rings challenge, right. And you have a video that has on day five, me telling you how terrible it is and how much I don't want to do it. Right. Then maybe on day five for you, you're like, well, okay. Yeah, I'll do it. Cause he told me to. Sure. Um, and so I've been doing it and my mission is to put out the first one here in a couple weeks. That's cool. Of the challenge that I did last time, which is the, the keto diet. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some problems that I'd like to talk to you about that. I did some things I did wrong in it. Okay. Um, but I'm, I don't know. Does
1: that sound like a What do you think? Like that's my idea. I love it. I think you know, you're kind of documenting your progress and you're going to remember it, you know. The I can relate to personal stuff a lot like Grace and Emma undoubtedly will remember things about their childhood now because they've seen it over and over again. And they've remember in such vivid clear detail because they literally have a video of the event. So if it's for that for you for vlogging or what have you for 30 challenge, you will look back in 10 years, and be like, wow, I need to get back there or wow, look at me now. Yeah. And yeah, I love. So do you know who Tyler Stallman is?
0: Yeah, I like him a lot.
1: Okay. So his
0: podcast is great. The St- first the off, Stallman podcast is great. Well, it's the second one. He had another one like cameras and stuff, right? I'd never heard the first one. Oh, it, it was called like cameras and stuff or cameras and crap. It was um I, I, honestly, I only know him because. Casey Liss was on his
1: podcast. Right. And I listened to that and then I started listening to it and I just really like it. Yeah, so like it's one of two things. Either he's super well connected or he just is great at bugging the crap out of people until they say yes. Because that dude has everybody, like MKBHD has been on his podcast. Jonathan and Boris has been on his podcast. I just listened to you know Armando like you're talking did about. He did the
0: US art review with Armando.
1: Yeah. And then randomly at the end, the last 10 minutes, Jesse Driftwood pops in yep. and talks about C200, right? And I'm like who is this guy? And one of the main audio guys, so Curtis Judd's like a great, he's kind of like very corporate, you know, like white shirt, you know, type person. But like he's undoubtedly one of the best audio files on YouTube. And I was listening to him and a guy named Ray Ortega last night. And the dude, I just love his podcast a lot. He's really great. Um, But on there, Matt DiVella talked about how he could add easily an extra hour or two hours onto each one of his videos, but he purposefully just shoots everything in log, converts it with a generic C log LUT, and then throws a color LUT on there and, and is done with it on purpose. So it will speed up his process. Um, so he's just figured out that kind of like bluish brownish, you know, LUT look that he likes and he, he just goes with it knowing full well that if he spent you know an extra two hours color grading you could have a better process but it would take much longer yeah and i actually really like it what's
0: interesting about diavela is uh so when he, i love that episode and when he said that so i don't know about you but i paused and i was like wait a minute what color is his shirt <laughs> and so i went back that shirt is black but it is blue on the podcast sure It is definitely his whatever LUT he's using. Mm -hmm. That shirt looks like a dark blue. Mm -hmm. But if you watch his packing one, that's a black shirt. Yeah. That's how off those colors are. And I thought, why am I working so hard to get the right color? Because honestly, Maddie's colors aren't accurate. No. It's just the color choice he's made.
1: Exactly. Which I... I don't know, like that that definitely is more the 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 direction I want to go. I don't want to go full like Sam Colder, like everything's more teal. Right. But yeah, I don't know. I, I agree with you. So I've been I've been using a slight like blue brown lut in some of my videos. Like, it's definitely toned down to like 47-49ish percent, but you can tell it's there. Yeah. Um it's not like natural color, so anyway. I like it though. I think you can reserve those big
0: beautiful blown out colors for the snow day, but I think for the vlog if you just have a, uh, you know, we were talking to our friend about this last night, right? Like it is not that one is better than the other. It is that y- you can just have a style that's yours and be comfy. And Oh my gosh, I have to tell you the story about this today. So okay. uh, our friend, our unnamed friend who's bought a microphone and is going to join us the exact same one we have. He'll find a way to make it richer. Um, so he, uh, <laughs> He sends us these photos last night that I, I don't know about you. I thought they were great, actually. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I thought the person. So he sends these photos. He's, he's up in flag. He's taking pictures of the Grand Canyon. And he had posted on a photography forum like, hey, criticize me, you know. And this one guy is like, oh, you know, your horizon line bisects the image and there's too much gray in it and yada, yada, yada. So which is fine. I disagree because that is what it looked like. I was just there. And I have a hard time when people are critical of saying that doesn't look right when it is what it looked like. Mm -hmm. And so I immediately sent him a very gloomy version of the same photo. Drew sent him a very bright version of the same photo, kind of both with the point of saying like, none of these three images are wrong. Mm -hmm. They are points of view on a thing you just saw. Yeah. And what you have to reconcile in your brain is which one do you want to, I don't know, remember or, you know, artistically express, right? Right. So today, so I'm on, uh, you know, just browsing the news and I follow F stoppers and a couple other photography, um, RSS feeds Mm -hmm. and I'll find it and send it to you later. But there was a, an award winner for, uh, photos this year. And I I swear to God, the guy that won like best photo for the, you know, this quarter, it's the exact same thing, but done on a beach. So it's the horizon line Hmm. bisects it. Exactly. The sky is completely gray and I'm yeah. I cracked up reading this today cuz I'm like oh my god so the guy's name is Jonathan Lipkin and i'm going to send you this uh, not not because the story's interesting i just want you to look at this photo and and think about the uh, picture that he sent last night and how similar mm-hmm. this is to that in, in but this guy's an award-winning photographer it's actually kind of a bland photo it yeah it's not even that interesting but like Think of all the criticisms he had. The horizon line bisects the image. Right. And the sky is gray. And the colors are washed out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one we're celebrating as a great photo. Wow. And I just thought, yeah, no, just be happy. Your photo is beautiful. You should just be happy with that. It's a great
1: photo. Yeah. And I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's your wall. You can hang whatever you want on top of it. So let's get into our, our format here, shall we? Uh, so 30-day challenge. Coolest discoveries, then leadership lesson on uh, whatever uh, order we want to go here. So I'm going to go with 30 day challenge first. We, I say we, my wife and I have not been doing this. So 30 day challenge for me has been no added sugar or uh, no sugar as, as a whole. So I'm not cutting out or I'm not looking at like, hey, is the yogurt I'm eating have five grams of sugar in it or am I? you know, have a, a box of cereal or whatever. Like I'm not going to getting a donut in my afternoon coffee or I'm purposely not, you know, chugging down on like chocolate covered almonds at night with my wife. That's what I mean. And successfully my Streaks app says 22 days now. So I'm going strong. Uh, everything's going really well. My, I think the biggest thing that I've, you know, really uncovered, which is not surprising after hearing other people have done this is just the leveling out of energy. And I usually get a drastic, you know, spike in energy after lunch and it would crash in the afternoon So thus, I'd get like coffee and sugar Come back back up and like an hour later. It's back down again. And now I definitely feel like my days are more even keel uh, from an energy perspective, which helps me You know, I come home from night, you know a a long day at work and my kids are not um, or I come home from a long day at work and I don't have, you know, a, a downer moment for my kids. I can come into the door and immediately be present and aware with them. And to me, that's a big benefit because anytime I can be a little bit more present for my kids and my family, that's that's worth a, the challenge. So I love it. I don't know what we're going to do next. I think my wife and I are going to start probably doing something physically related, like exercise or running, what have you. But, um, yeah, it's going well.
0: So... Obviously, we've handled these thirty day challenges a little bit differently. Are you gonna
1: stack? Are you gonna take my approach and keep it? Like what's your I, yeah, I'm trying to think my first thirty day challenge, what was it? I'm looking at my our prior notes here. Um, wake, waking up, yeah, early. that's right. So I definitely yeah. I definitely have not <laughs> stuck with that. Um, I tried to. So six am. that was you know the goal. But I've definitely fallen away from that. So now the sugar thing, I think I can definitely stack on top of that now with maybe trying to go a little bit more full keto um, on, you know, adding on top of the sugar. But I think that's probably the direction me as well as my wife will do the next, you know, 30 days.
0: So do you think, like, is there a noticeable difference in your in your body? So I know there's an energy difference. Have you
1: lost any weight? Is there anything no so i when my wife is gone two weeks ago i started doing some intermittent fasting i think i test you that and i definitely lost some weight pretty quickly but now it's kind of stabilized i don't know if it's because i haven't kept it up since she's been back my wife and i love to connect mm-hmm. at night over a tv show and popcorn and cheese sticks pepperoni mm-hmm. slices like that's our our mantra for the evening typically but we by doing that it kicks off you know, the intermittent fast late at night. Cause, like, typically, if I was doing that, my last meal would be around 4 30 or 5, and then you'd fast till about 9 30 to 10 the next day. So, that's probably one thing that I need to get back on. Um, Cause I actually like the, the not only mental clarity, but also just the physical differences between that. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: I, I know when we talked about it last time, you brought up, it's funny about Matt Diabella, right? Cause he's, he did that video about that and like literally looking what's inside of his bread. Uh, and so I think about it a lot because my 30 day challenge aligned a lot with that. It's not the same thing, but there were some similarities and I had some interesting discoveries that I hope I'll get to document in the video and maybe in this, I'll try to unpack that a little bit. But so my 30 day challenge was keto was following a ketotarian diet. Um, so you know, the ketotarian diet is a really interesting one in the public eye it gets a lot of noise. It's very, yeah, it does. It's very Tesla y. Like, you, it, they can't just have a day where no one talks about it. Everyone's got an opinion. And and I don't even understand why. I think, you know, there's people that just have no vested interest in this at all. And they go out and they're like, ah, it's the worst thing on earth that's killing you. Like, br- breathe. Like, everyone breathe. It's fine. Yeah. You don't have to judge. Um, So, I I told you I'm trying not to do the cheater keto, right? I'm trying not to eat uh, bacon and cheese every five minutes and pretend like I'm on a diet. Um, Sure. Okay. But I I started on the 20, so what, 25 days ago? I think similar to you. Um, Mm. And so, it's been really, really interesting to go through. So, I started recording videos right away. Okay. And my very first video was very, like, here's who I am, and this is day one, and this is how I'm feeling. Okay. And day one, two, and three were kind of what you expect, right? I had the keto flu. I felt awful. I really didn't like anybody. Um, (laughs) Why are you so mad, John? Yeah, man. I was just (laughs) grumpy, and I was sweating. Like, I... So, I was with our friend, and I said, I- I'm not a sweater. Like, I could go run a mile right now and come back and have a light sweat. Like, it's just not in my DNA. And I was pouring sweat just on a Tuesday at noon. Um, <laughs> because? I guess. And... um You know, I was on some of the Reddit forums and reading and trying to keep up. But those are a hard balance because there's some good ones in there. And there's some also like, Mm -hmm. if you don't lose 40 pounds in eight minutes, you're you're an idiot. Um, (laughs) And so uh, I think day six or seven kicked in and it just felt pretty good. And like you, my energy level changed a lot. And so what I found is Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not hungry. And when I get hungry, it isn't the same way I got hungry prior. So I don't get hungry in my stomach. I don't feel like I want to eat that way I notice that my energy level' is slipping
1: mm-hmm. and
0: that to me is like oh I'm hungry I need I need energy right right and then when I eat it's pretty quick back up to normal and there aren't these wide wild swings anymore so I don't like get to three o'clock and need a cup of coffee um it's funny I, I drink a lot more caffeine right now but it's not because I need it it's because I'm bored out of my mind. <laughs> Sure, and it's like my if I just sip this, it will taste different than this water that I've been drinking for the last two hours, right? Um, yeah, but so yes, yeah, so I lost like twelve pounds in the twenty-five days. It's awesome, and every day it's just a little bit less. It feels a little bit better. It's obviously all the water weight, right? It's not. It's the fluid retention mm-hmm. that's going right now. It's not anything really special. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, it's really good. I really really like it. And it's going to parlay really well because I, like I said, I kept my other two. So I started with a gratitude journal and now I'm on roughly 90 days and I, Mm -hmm. and I haven't missed a moment of writing in that. And and that's been really soul fulfilling because I get a chance to kind of slow down and think about things. And then I've been, you know, closing my rings with it. So like every day on this diet, I'm still working out, except I will say the first three days, (laughs) (sighs) I, I play soccer once a week. And I, I'm pretty um I'm pretty capable of looking in shape on a field with a whole bunch of old guys. Sure. I I went out and I was feeling great. It was like day four. Yeah. And I, I ran for like six minutes and I went and sat down on the bench and I'm like, I'm gonna die. <laughs> like this is terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um but now like workouts are solid and I've got this plant based protein shake that I've been using that's just, I mix it with water and it's, it's, you know, it's the latter one. It's really good. It's a little sing- single packet. That's cool. And um, I mean, I, the one thing I will tell you is Fridays. So being Catholic, having Lent. Got it. So Fridays are a combination of keto, of the pescatarian diet, which is Catholicism. So it's like mm-hmm. the ketarian diet that I'm trying to work towards, mm-hmm. uh, and then having three kids. That's a lot. Yeah, it sucks. Fridays. Fridays are not the best. <laughs> right. And road trips, not the best either. Yeah, because yeah,
1: you can definitely eat. I mean, technically, you can go to in and out and get a protein-style burger, and you'll be fine. You know, skip the fries, whatever. But there's a lot of discipline there to do that.
0: That was on Thursday. Uh, on Friday, when I drove back, let me tell you what a, a road trip with no carbs, no... Protein that's not fish and driving seven hours is. It is called you just take seven hours and don't eat. And you just there you go. I literally intermittent went, fasting kicks. I in. literally went to Starbucks and got a sous vide bite and peeled off the bacon and threw it away. And it was the saddest moment. I just was sad. Wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Road trips suck. So I have a couple of questions. Have you started supplementing your water with a lot of LaCroix? No. So I okay. I am not a big LaCroix fan. <laughs> Okay, cool. uh,
0: I do love sparkling water. I am an old man. I love a Perrier. I think it's delightful. I love a a, a good Pellegrino cool. and occasionally I want a LaCroix, but that's really like we're at a party and someone's got it in the cooler and mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. But if I have a choice, LaCroix for some reason tastes um, artificially sweet to me. Okay. Uh, whatever
1: they're doing, I don't think is legit. Sure. I don't know. So you might invest in Pellegrino and like lime concentrate or Pellegrino and like lime so you can squeeze out the juice, but like that'll help you out probably a lot. Yeah,
0: the lime perrier is delightful. It's one of my favorite things on the planet. Um, And and you know what? It's funny. I don't even miss the the sugar of it, but what's interesting is how much you taste the sweetness of other things now. And I know Mm. this, but I've done this before, right? It's not my first time on keto and I've done Whole30 before this, but... Everything that has a little bit of sugar in it becomes a burst of almost overwhelm. Like I had a piece of gum and it hurt my face. It was so sweet. Oh, wow. Yeah. But it's just because you, when you don't have it, your body's like, what is that weird right. substance you're putting in me right now? Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's really good. It's um. It's hard in some moments. But my plan is, you know, I told you I want to stack these. So my plan is to run this for like three months leading up to our vacation, and and I don't really want a cheat day. I don't want to be us sitting at Arby's, uh, you know, six years ago. <laughs> like I'm trying to sure. just run it for real, and I haven't had any, I haven't had any moments of like, let me just have ten of those fries and I'll be okay. But back to what you were saying, this is the part that's been interesting is. You know, I, before I would, I, I had the fundamental understanding of what's a carb and what's not, right? Yes. Um, a lot of people don't, by the way. Um, sure. But I have definitely been package-checking everything that I eat and yes. little things like beef jerky where it's like, oh, well, that's, that's fine. I can have that. Mm-hmm.
1: No, you cannot. So, to me, the leveling off of energy, not having like spikes throughout the day. I know there's medical purposes, like that's insulin probably. Yeah, totally. Um, Which I, you know, like you are not like a medical expert on, but I know it's going to have long-term like positive ramifications for you. So that's awesome. It's working.
0: Yeah. It's, I mean, it, it, exactly that, right. It's your blood sugar. And it's really nice to not have those wide swings because then I don't know, you don't get to the end of the night and you're not awake when you should be asleep. Like I, I am, at 10 o'clock I am exhausted my day is done my body's like hey we're we're, we've consumed enough energy to get you to right here so you're gonna go to sleep now and if you don't I'm gonna be mad at you and I I've tried I'm doing a game of thrones we watch and you know you try to do the late night like watch an episode (laughs) no read a book no halfway through and you're done um but I'm really excited I mean I'm also excited because from a weight loss standpoint like there's just an inherent benefit to dropping 10 15 20 30 pounds right that you physically don't feel as exhausted running up the stairs you can play with your shirt. kids a little bit longer like all all those other ancillary you know nice things are there too and yeah. you fit your clothes better and all that stuff too so there's the vein part of it too
1: yeah it's good all right so <laughs> I guess I'll go first with coolest discoveries. Well you didn't so you're not gonna do a 30-day challenge? You just won't decide. Oh my next thirty Yeah. No, my next 30-day challenge. I feel like I always discuss, decide with my wife, and then I recap with you afterwards. Ah, uh,
0: you know, we gotta get to the point where we decide with her before and actually tell
1: the the crowd what you're gonna do. I know, commit to this. Yeah. So if I was gonna do it, it'd be um probably we're gonna go like mental slash soul, as John would say, but um, the the reading thing would be a great thing for me so i've really talked over my wife and trying to have a moment as opposed to always defaulting to media in some way shape or form whether it's half an hour 15 minutes an hour an hour would be long we've already talked about that but um you know when we're the kids are in bed we've already kind of tucked them in for the night and the next chapter of the the day is is starting to commit to reading in some way shape or form so I downloaded a book called Essentialism recently. I'm loving it. I'm like only on chapter two. um it's a great book by Greg McCowan. There's also a book I've been wanting to read for a long time called Man's Search for Meaning. And um yeah, I just need time to do that. So committing to take the time to do it to read it, I think it will be a great help. So that's what I'll say for our audience, okay i'm gonna we're gonna check on it in thirty days,
0: and then Michael's gonna come back and we're gonna see if he's still brushing his teeth. And that's gonna be. <laughs> I love it. our 60 day check. Uh, so I'm of two minds. So I, I want to convert keto into the ketotarian diet, right? The pescatarian version of it. Although I was debating doing one more month of the regular version first before moving to that. Um, part, part of it is, so I guess this is why I want some advice. So in recording this video, um, I'm, I've been recording a lot vlog style of like, Hey, it's Tuesday. Here's how I'm feeling the problem is I feel like if that's how I'm going to record it, I should have published that already. I don't think that has as much value 60 days later. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think I'm messing up. Like I've been trying to record some B-roll of like me, just like working out on the bike or, um, Mm -hmm. you know, weighing on the scale or doing those other things. Right. Uh, Mm -hmm. Which is fine. But am I doing it wrong to be kind of talking to the audience or, you know, Because, like, a Diavella or a Peter, they do, like, kind of a one-sit recording of what they happened over the last 30 days or 60 days, and then the B-roll fills in the gaps. Yes. So, I feel like I've done the the wrong thing by vlogging without publishing.
1: Well, I think what you're alluding to is daily vlogging, which is a big commitment. So, ask yourself, do I want to be a daily vlogger? No. I want to... But would I record
0: daily and then publish it once a month? Yeah,
1: it's fine. Like you don't have to say this is Tuesday, this is Wednesday, this is cert-. like, you don't have to have that all in your 30 day, like one month recap. But you would have to have like, a general like, this is how I'm feeling, right? Or this is something different on day nine than it was on day six. And this to capture that moment or something you did differently to, you know, kind of mix up the journey or if it's a lower high moment, like that's what it is, you know,
0: hmm. like on the road trip, I every time I stopped to charge, I recorded, And I talked about where I'm at and what I'm feeling or um, where different places I stopped. And I I don't know if that was good or bad. But so I'm debating. Again, I'm going to keep keto. So my 30-day challenges don't stop. I'm going to keep gratitude. I'm going to keep closing the rings. I'm going to keep keto. uh, But Mm -hmm. I'm thinking uh, for the sake of this YouTube idea I have of of saying for 30 days, I'm going to
1: record a video every single day for 30 days. So then just say, hey, I'm going to be a daily vlogger for a month. It's going to be brutal. It's gonna be a tough challenge. Yeah, it is gonna be brutal. I'm gonna wish I just gave up steak.
0: That would have been easier. <laughs> you don't understand. Like I it takes me 74 hours to edit. I, I bat, I'm really bad at it. I don't even understand sure. what you're doing. <laughs> and then you want me to make it match the music? I just don't understand. <laughs> My dad was a professional video
1: editor. It's literal his life. So the, the irony I think of this I could, is, right, I think like... he would teach me. i call my dad. <laughs> you, you're having a moment that I had with my dad right before I left for college. So I remember distinctly, my dad, there was like this one moment where he's going through his closet. He has all these old, like, Minaltas, film, you know, Fuji, like, beautiful vintage glass, you know, several, like, stainless steel bodies. And I remember a distinct conversation before he went to the camera store to trade in his old gear. He's like are you sure you're never going to want all this stuff? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I Like I was a jock at the time, like not even on the horizon, like did not even think about ever being in creativity. I'm like, nah, dad, like that stuff bores me. I would never be into that. Right. And now, you know, 15 years later, I'm like, oh, that'd be so dope to have one of those vintage cameras on the background behind me. And <laughs> you had like a lenses yep. that were worth thousands yeah, of dollars. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So that's the moment for, you're having with your dad right now. Like, Hey dad, uh can you help me with video <laughs> i remember
0: my dad his studio was in burbank and i remember one night i went and he worked overnight and I, I was sitting there and i was watching him just screw with this one frame for like 30 minutes he couldn't decide how he wanted this frame to transition and i remember just like what are, who cares like it's one frame, it doesn't matter. And now I'm like, oh my God, do you, yeah. could you show me everything you know? Could <laughs> I go back and sit at that Avid box and actually learn how to do it? Because I feel so stupid every time I open. And I download like 50 different apps to do it because I was like, no, I mean, it's gotta be easier if I just get a different app. Um, nope. No, they're all about the same. <clears throat> they're all
1: mean. Yep, yeah, <laughs> totally. Was it Michelangelo said, um, if anyone who worked knew how hard I worked to get my mastery it wouldn't seem so wonderful at all. Yeah, I, I,
0: what book is it? It's called talent is overrated. There's a book about, um, how talent is a learned skill, right? You're not born with it. Sure. And the book says, you know, Mozart gets a lot of credit for writing his first symphony when he was nine, but it's a disaster. Have you ever listened to it? It's terrible. Like it <laughs> wasn't good. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. how I feel, but I'm no Mozart. Um, all right, I'm i am uh, I'm excited for the 30-day challenge. I'm going to record every day for 30 days. Um, God knows if I'll actually publish them anywhere. I didn't commit to that. I'm just committing to recording it. I might just put them on your Dropbox so you can look at them. Just recording. And add a LUT. And, yeah. Um, but, hey, let's do it. I'll do it.
1: I've got a Joby. I've got a camera. I've got a flippy screen. Why not? What you should do is... At the end of the 30 days, just ship me a hard drive. <laughs> <laughs> just a drive with the files.
0: Oh, it's, it's it. Uh, li- just so you know, my, all my files are currently stored on a G-Drive SSD that's acting as my single source. If it goes down, I lose everything because <laughs> I can't fit them anywhere else. Um, that's
1: where I'm at. Okay. So tell me about your recent discovery. <laughs> okay. So this is what I had planned for this podcast. Okay. Um, currently we are using Skype to record this by way of video so we can see each other, but we're recording the audio via call recorder. My plan was in the middle of this podcast, once we got to this section, I would simply go up to my Skype preferences, go to audio and video settings and change my camera from the built-in camera that's on my computer over to Blackmagic Ultra Studio. And voila, you would see this beautiful key light in front of me blurred out background at 2.8 f-stop and it would just be this most beautiful amazing thing that's what i I would love it that's what i had planned hit the button i'm ready and alas i'm not hitting that button (laughs) (laughs) so when john had first sat down to record this podcast he's like position his loom cube and i'm like yeah you're just like digging in deep right now so like this i got on a wednesday we were originally going to record this on wednesday John pushed it back for family purposes to Friday, which is perfectly okay. Um, But I needed the Blackmagic Ultra Studio Recorder, which is the exact same price conveniently as the Ultra Studio Monitor on Amazon. And they're, you know, in the same list as each other. Exactly $145, exact same look, same color, literally just one word missing, monitor to recorder. (laughs) So I bought the wrong one. So whatever. Luckily... I went to church then. I had my, my uh, five-year-old interior go to Iwana. And they have one. I was like, hey, can I borrow this? Like, I'm on the leadership team there. It's no big deal. They're like, yeah, go ahead. I must have fiddled for that for three and a half to four hours on Wednesday night, trying to get a video feed out of my camera to work. And alas, I gave up at midnight. And I'm like, this is dumb. I, I've i done this a thousand times before. And I'm, I know I'm missing something, right? So, like, if you know anything about the Blackmagic Ultra Studio, like... A lot of stars have to lines. So in other words, the frame rate of the video, the camera has to be set to the exact frame rate of the output on your monitor, which has to also match the exact output of like Skype or what have you. And, um, you know, after three and a half hours of troubleshooting, I still got a black 16 by nine screen. I'm like, I'm done. Like, this is not worth it. So what I had planned for you was to reveal this nice, beautiful look and, uh, I, I have disappointed our audience and yourself. So you're saying, why do I do this? Like, this is an audio podcast because I just wanted John to look at me in this beautiful, buttery goodness of bokeh. And, and you know, that's just for our viewing experience. But nope, it's not going to happen. I I have
0: a I have a goal that one day, you know, I bought a godex, right? You know, I bought your key light. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean it's back ordered, so it's it's gonna be here in seventy three years. But I'm gonna I'm gonna have I so here's the problem. I, I don't know how you convinced your wife this is okay. Because okay. I tried to explain to my wife how big this light was. <laughs> she looked at me like I was terrorizing our home. She's like, N- no, you can't you have to put that away every day. <laughs> so I got the same stand as you. It's actually in my closet, okay. I do not have the light dome or the light because they are back ordered, but they are. going they be here eventually. And my wife's not going to let me have it in the loft, so I'm going to have to find a closet to live in uh, to do this. <laughs> sure. But uh, my dream is that this podcast becomes a video podcast. I mean, if I could lose 35 pounds. <laughs> Might as well. Now, now we're cooking with gasoline. Right. You know, you've got you've got Maddie's hair. It's close, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. got the same wispiness. <laughs> it's good. It's a little
1: less finish, but yeah, I uh, I'm sad that it didn't work out. I thought that would have been cool. So I've committed. So I returned the one to on. Returned obviously the one to the church that you know they let me borrow. And there's one or two other options out there on the market. So option one was to just honestly just buy it and. Do enough troubleshooting where I figure it out, which is probably the right thing to do, because everybody live streams with the Ultra Studio. The other option would be there's an on from Came Cam no Cam, no Elgato and it's called um Cam Link. And it's the exact same thing, but it's supposedly supposed to be plug and play. Um, so that would be nice. Um it's around the same price. And there's some other higher end options, but I just don't I'm like this is just for fun at this point, so I don't know what I'm gonna do. But yeah, that's my coolest Non-discovery, that's a disappointment, but, you know, that's what I'll share at this I point. I mean, you did discover something. It just didn't work. Correct. I
0: I like it. Uh, mine's a podcast. I want to talk about um, a podcast I've been really enjoying. Obviously, you know I'm a junkie. I listen to a lot of them. Yep. It's very rare that I will take on a new one. So uh, every day of my life, someone hears that I'm into podcasts, and they've recently discovered what a podcast is, and they want to tell me about Serial and how I'm going to really like it or... Uh, true crime, or whatever the the next one is, and I I nod and smile and thank them for their recommendation, and then I move on because if it's on Earwolf or NPR, I'm probably not super interested in it. Sure, uh, overproduced podcasts, not really my thing. Um, but uh, a friend of mine said, "Hey, there's one I think you'll like, and you should." probably listen to it and it's conan o'brien's new podcast conan o'brien needs a friend have you uh have you had a chance to listen to it yet
1: i didn't even know it existed no
0: no neither did i so uh conan o'brien um so for me i grew up on talk radio i grew up in southern california listening to kfi am 640 more stimulating talk radio and a lot of late night television i really liked dennis miller i liked um Uh, Conan a lot, I like Dave uh, a lot. Um, And Conan in particular had a special place in my heart because he was so terrible that his show had this amazing amount of charm to it because it, it, in some ways, was awful, right? They always had terrible guests, the music you'd never heard in your life. Right. So they had to try things with comedy that I always thought were really um, out there and and fun. And so uh, Conan was... um, the writers were on strike this was was that a decade ago 15 years ago it was a long time ago now right yeah Yeah. and um he did these skits that were amazing so jordan schlansky was his uh producer and they went to italy and and ate food and it was one of my favorite skits i've ever seen in my life uh and and from that point on my dream in life was that conan o'brien would be my best friend i just like him as a human i just want to be him and and sure. then so he got the tonight show obviously that went down he fell off the air and i thought the way that he handled that last two weeks and particularly if you ever get a chance um the last episode the last episode yeah have you heard that oh yeah oh my god like that whole speech, speech on, speech on not being cynical ugh. yeah it is so fascinating and wonderful and intelligent and yeah so anyway so when someone said he had a podcast i was like I- I- all right like I don't watch him anymore. I don't watch him on TVS. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. And I downloaded it and I listened to the first episode with Will Ferrell and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm done. This is great. But, yeah, I'm in. This is fantastic. Because he's not Conan being on stage trying to perform. Sure. He's Conan saying, tell him that story about that time he came on my show and that stupid skit we did. Go ahead. Go ahead. This is awesome. <laughs> and he's just listening and. I don't know. I don't even know why I'm telling you it's so great. It's just fantastic, and it's the best new podcast I've listened to. It's not due by Friday. It's not on my, like, automatically move to the top of my list when an episode comes out. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely great, and if you like Conan at all, you'll love it. If you don't like Conan, do not download it.
1: <laughs> I, I love Conan. I think one of my buddies that I was co-working with yeah, probably nine years ago at this point introduced me to conan and i love his wit i love his charm you know he's great so yeah it's all
0: that sass but it's not the there's none of the tv i have to go to commercial break and have to do this thing and uh it's really really great the michelle obama episode is really really wonderful um I'm, i'm about to listen to the episode with uh jeff goldblum which i heard is very divisive like you're either gonna really love it or you're going to just be stressed out by how ridiculous Jeff Goldblum is, which I think I'm gonna be on the, the former side of that. Like I right. I think he's delightful. Yeah. Um but yeah. Yeah,
1: Conan O'Brien needs a friend is the podcast. So he's got one with not Colbert, uh, what's the other one? Uh yeah, Colbert, he's got one with with Colbert on there, so that'll be, be interesting to listen to.
0: Yeah, he's got I mean he's got Lou, uh Lisa Kudrow and he's got um Ben Schwartz on there and there's just quite a few Dina Carvey's really good. That's okay. a great episode. Like a- any of them are really really fantastic, but uh if you want to get really excited like the Nick Offerman Megan Mullally one is really good and the uh the Adam Sandler one for sure. Cool. Dax Shepard. Yeah.
1: A little, uh, a little over the top. Fantastic though. Yeah. All right. Last but not least, what's uh, what leadership stuff you want to share with our listeners? What have you been learning lately?
0: Typically these leadership lessons come from something inside of our workplace that informs a little about what we're doing in life. Uh, but also at work and, uh, you know, whether it's a really good book or whether it's a thing that happens with another employee, you know, there's always something to be learned. Um, sure. But this last couple of weeks, my, my boss has done such an incredible job of showing me how important it is to sometimes go sharpen your own saw and just take a break from it all. And, and not in a way of like, you know, vacations are good, right? I think we all know that sometimes you just have to step away and take a break, but right vacation to sit around your house and occasionally check your email and catch up on game of Thrones, it can be refreshing in some ways right but it doesn't really sharpen anything it doesn't really make you a better leader when you get back to work it just gives you a little space to relax yeah and, and margin it creates margin in your life it does and one of the things that I really appreciate about him is when he takes a vacation or when he gets away he gets away he goes and does something that's really therapeutic and you know he does a lot of posting of that on social media and you you feel like wow. That's, that's cool. Like I'm just like, I'm just watching that comedy special. Someone told me to catch up on. <laughs> sure. um, so these last couple of days, my, my daughter has been on spring break and I've been able to be home uh, with her and every day I've made it really um, purposeful and, and spending some really great time together, trying to learn something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we got to go up and introduce her to, to the snow, which was really fun. Obviously, first time for her ever being on skis and I hadn't been on a snowboard in eight years. So it was really nice to be out there. Sure. And and in some ways it was just nice to breathe some fresh air that was different, but in other ways it was also really cool to talk to her about resilience and like you fell down, like that sucks. It hurts. Like get back up, let's go and watch her kind of come in the first time. I mean, in the 11 years she's been alive, she's talked about wanting to be in snow and live in snow and be around snow. I, I mean, like, Three times a week, right? Sure. And I, she walked off of the mountain. She'd been sent two hours in a lesson and her face is red and she's shaking and she's thirsty, but she's in that cold place where you're not, you don't even know you're thirsty. Sure. And she's like, I can't feel my toes or my <laughs> fingers or my nose. And I hate it. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't hate it. Like, this is great. Like, yeah. take a deep breath. And she's like, what are you talking about? a little hot cocoa later and a long conversation about what she learned and i don't know like i think there's something in that about if you're going to be really good for other people you have to take some time for yourself sometimes to break away take a break to take it in and then that way when you get back to it like i will tomorrow that Mm -hmm. you are really centered on what you're here to do because you have the space away to go take care of those other parts of your life that are not just equally important, they're probably more important than what you're doing for that 10
1: hours a day that you're working. Yeah. I think that, you know, it's become a little cliche nowadays, but the, you know, put your own air mask on first from, you know, a flight. It's very applicable in leadership as well as life. Like, it's no secret. Like, if you're wanting to give to other people, you have to have something to give them. So how do you get what you need to give them. You have to be able to be strong yourself and sustaining so you can thus give out, um, you know, back to them and invest. But that's really good. Yeah. And, and you know, what's interesting for me is that I think where I failed to do that so
0: often in my younger career is that I watched other people say that they waited until they were really depleted. Right. And so then they would go and they would, um, I don't know, kind of regain those things so they could deposit them in others. Yeah. And I felt like, well, I'm not depleted. Like, I'm still happy. I'm still enjoying what I'm doing. So, like, maybe I don't need it. And, and the truth is, like, that's just people. Those are the same people that hate every boss they ever work for, right? Like, I don't, you don't have to be depleted. You don't have to hate your job for you to need the time to get away. Right. It isn't about that. It's actually, in this moment that I stepped away, it's one of the most enjoyable moments I've ever had in my career. I'm in such a great space in so many ways that it typically wouldn't be a time you'd want to go away for a couple days. Right. But I also know by doing that, there's, there's a lot of autonomy for my team to go get to be great without me there. I get to come back tomorrow and listen so much to what they did while I was gone, which Mm -hmm. is really, you know, it's a really soul fulfilling thing to get to do. And then I, I'm just better because of the time that I got to do something else. So You know, I think if you're in a place where you have to feel like you're depleted before you go away, you're probably doing the wrong job. You're probably probably not in the right line of work. It isn't about that. It's actually saying, you know what, even if I'm in a great place, like, I wonder how great I could
1: be after this. Yeah. Two things along that 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 kind of come to mind are when your team recognizes the value in that for you and are actually excited, you know, to have you spend the time away because they know you'll be stronger when you get back. And the second thing would be really to be strategic about those times. So to your point, the you don't want to be reactionary and take the time when it's too late, right? And you're you are you're on, you know, the last line of empty. You know, as Kramer you know, used to say back in the Alpha, "How much further can we go?" But you want to be strategic before you get to that empty gauge, and really you run out of gas. That you take the time to fill back up. So yeah, that's really good. Um. I think with mine, I'll theme it around that, but in a slightly different way. I think I would try to be somewhat quotable here and say, um, in a world that is wired for distraction, one of the greatest gifts you can give people is your presence. And what I mean by that is from a, a personal aspect recently, like my, somebody once asked me, actually our mutual friend asked us a couple of months ago, like, "What what's your hardest thing? as a dad. And my answer was the presence, being fully present with my kids when I'm with them. And often I've resigned myself. I think we talked about this a lot, like with video editing or creativity, what have you. I'm never going to be the guy that comes home from work, sits on the couch and watches a football game. until my kids go to bed. Like, that's just not me. I, I really resist that image of a stereotypical American dad. But more than that, I think the substitutionary for that in today's day is being on our phones or tablets, you know, and while be physically present with you know our family, we're not actually mentally and emotionally present for them. So for me, that's the personal side of it is really trying to be present with my kids and my wife when I'm with them and truly giving them my presence. Um, but then from a leadership aspect, the presence there is honestly just making sure I'm there to support the team. And being physically with them when they are going through tough moments and they celebrate the moments that they've done really well. Um, often you can't, <laughs> I've met some people that try to lead um, from afar and that it just doesn't work. So the best kind of work I can do is from a leadership aspect of trying to serve them from a servant leadership aspect and lead from the front with the team. And that's what I've really tried to focus on the last like I would say 30 days is being present with a team, with them, so I could experience what they're going through and give them firsthand feedback, recognition, what have you. That's, that's what I would say.
0: Yeah. I love that. I think it's, um, you know, whether it's your kids, whether it's the people you serve at work, um, people really underestimate how important it is to be present versus to have presence. Like it is people want credit because I'm around because I came to work today because I. Saw you because I sat on the couch next to you like that's not the same thing as holding your hand and watching the same movie or being there with you as you discover something And and that presence really makes all the difference in the world to someone and how they feel about who you are as a person Mm -hmm. And you can really feel the moments where that dips where you you know, you might be present you're around someone You see them but like man if that were the barrier to entry, we wouldn't have the divorce rates we have in the world Plenty of those yeah. people are present. They, yeah. they got home that day. They just, they weren't there with that person in that moment sharing that experience. Sure. And, and back to our kind of Brene Brown conversation from last time, like without shared experience, you, you don't, you can't empathize with someone. You can't feel what they're feeling. You can't appreciate why they're where they are in life. Did you, uh, can I go back to last podcast for a minute? Sure. Did you ever get a chance to listen to
1: what is water? I did. What were your thoughts? I loved it. So the, the default perspective, um, and it really tried to think about what is potentially actually happening and going on. Um, it was fantastic. I let, um, I asked my wife to watch it, you know, the exact same time and it was great.
0: Yeah. I, uh, not to push my like one on you by any means, but it is, I was thinking about it driving up the mountain yesterday of just how easy it is to just view your life from your own perspective and not to consider someone else's. Mm -hmm. And I had one of those moments where someone did something really silly and, and I had the like, ah, stupid idiot moment. And then you pause and you're like, or, or they don't have, two hours to waste every night on Reddit to know that thing that, you know, it mm-hmm. doesn't make them bad. Maybe they're actually a doctor saving someone's life instead of sitting in a fricking phone, reading something like, sure. Stop being mad at them. Breathe. Yeah. And, and if you actually really feel that way, why don't you go open your door and talk to them about it?
1: So that's it. Episode nine in the can, man in the can. Thanks for, uh, thanks for making the time, you know, batter grip and
0: all. Can I show his grip again. I really want to show you one more time. Do I look like Peter McKinnon? Yeah, I I have a YouTube problem now. What's that? I listen. I watch way too much YouTube. Oh, oh I was like, oh. <laughs>